This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 493, recorded on June 10th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. And Mike, it is so hot here right now. It's unbelievable. I and mean, I think we have a heat warning. To get heat warnings, it's June. This is early June. We shouldn't, shouldn't be that hot yet, but my lawn is struggling. How are things on the other side of town? I feel like we didn't go through the transition phase, and maybe we say that every year. Maybe we say we we, we never had a spring. We went from spring 50s to 97, 98, 100 degrees. But this year, for some reason, it hit me a lot harder. I think, Jim, because of the lawn. I was so worried about it. I I hadn't had my sprinklers on, so this weekend was the first time I said, yep, we need to turn those on because, like you said, heat warnings, no rain in the forecast for the next two weeks, and all high 90s um, for, for, for the foreseeable future. You know, McCabe had me watering so much last week or last year, right? That my water bill went up by 50 bucks. And so this year I was like, you know, and I'm not going to water. If it, if it lives, it deserves it. If it goes dormant or dies, I'll plant something in its place. But I went out today and looked at the lawn and it was a little, it was kind of a little brown and it took everything I had not to. See, I followed your advice. I was with you. I'm like, you know what? This year, I'm going to hold off as long as possible. I think I waited too long. It's a little bit brown. So we'll see if we can bring it back uh, with a little more water. Aaron Lawrence is with us. Aaron, you said it's still a little chilly there in in Alberta. You, You guys are still getting some cool weather? We have cool weather. I think we had one week of really nice, actually quite hot weather that would have been in, you know, 80s and 90s. Our 80s and 90s. Thanks for translating that, by the way. (laughs) Sometimes I struggle with it. Well, you said 10 degrees Celsius in the pre-show. So I did the conversion early. That's 50 degrees Fahrenheit, just for those of you guys who need the conversion. That's what it was this morning. So we're still bundling up for the dog walks here, at least (laughs) in Calgary. Eh, it's not it's not too bad. I, I do like the cooler weather. I'm not a big fan. Fortunately, I've been in the house. We've had a big conference all week uh, that's been 100% virtual. And I've been, I don't know, been pulling probably 10-hour days literally at this desk. And so it doesn't really matter what it is outside. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're doing the, the air conditioning uh, is cool here. I, I mentioned it before. Aaron's uh, back with us. Aaron, always great to have you on Home Gadget Geeks. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. It's always my pleasure to come and chat with you guys. One of one of my favorite podcasts. Yes. And what are you drinking? I saw I, earlier, I saw a hint of it. What do you got tonight? I decided to pour myself a delicious vodka martini. Wow. What kind of vodka? Two olives. You know? uh, this is Kettle One, actually. And is that a is that like a major brand? Is that a local brand? I you... think so. Not a local brand. Okay. Definitely not. It's... um. I want to say it's French. Okay. Well, wow. oh, sure. hey. Well, <laughs> wee wee. Did you win the, lot- did you win the lottery? <laughs> since the it last was time? on sale. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a big one here, too. I, I've, I oh, see a lot it? of Kettle One. Yeah, I see a lot of Kettle One around here. Yeah. I think we do Tito's. I think that's Yeah, Tito's is big oh, Tito's in, in Omaha. You guys have it up there, too? Okay. We do. So I don't know yeah, how far it's, reaching I, it's actually was. in my top five for sure. Oh, awesome. Nice. I, um, I made a rum and Coke. I was doing popcorn. In uh, earlier, right after dinner, I just did a popcorn snack. There's something about popcorn and Coke that just go for me that just go together. So I just 
I thought, well, if we're doing a show, I'll throw a little rum in there as well. Mike, what do you got? Uh, I've got, I was outside in that 97 degree weather. We talked about playing basketball uh, with my kids. So I've got iced water right now, trying to recover a little bit, get some yeah. fluids in me. I feel like I'm but sweating. But is that a like, Coors cup that it's in? It is. Yeah. A Are you fooling cup. us? It's a metal. No, <laughs> water. You, can you don't have to lie to us, Mike. You don't have to lie. Yeah, you don't have to see it. There you go. There's, there's your ice. You're my I mean, friends here. Oh, that is water are pretty. I was just going to say, Jim, was, I, I knew the joke was coming. It's pretty much the same, but this is some ice water. Oh, it's the same thing. Uh, Joe says kettle is one. one uh, kettle one is top shelf stuff. Oh. So nicely mm-hmm. done, Aaron. Good. I should have bought more on sale. Anytime it's on sale, you, you got to pick it up. Right. Um, you we're, we're going to talk about it maybe a little bit later, but you have a different background. I mean, for the video, for those who are watching on video, di- what happened? Like everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> have you have you started you hunting for mushrooms? Or <laughs> are you in the RV? That's all we want to know. We are not van, in the sorry. RV. We are not in the van. Uh, no, we renovated. So we, over the winter, we renovated our house. Um, so I have put up new wallpaper in my home office and I just decided, you know what? Life is short. Put put up crazy wallpaper. Yeah. So I put up this kind of pink and gold and yellow, like watercolor wallpaper. Oh, that's not a green just, screen. I thought it was a green screen. Oh, no, looks this good. is the real deal here. Wait, that, let's see. Oh, wow. oh yeah, that almost it. did look like a green screen. I thought it was. <laughs> when you walked back, I thought, wow, nice. Yeah. yeah. Have you I guys... haven't finished decorating, but the backdrop is all new. You guys stayed married during this period of unrest? Well, we did, house? and here's the secret. We she moved said no, house. Jim, by the way. I'm just going to say you were in a lot of trouble. Like. <laughs> We, we didn't. We should have talked about that in the pre-show. That's what I was going to say. That You're was probably not a pre- right. We did not pre-talk about Yikes. that. Thanks for having my. <laughs> thanks for having my back there. I was. Gonna, I was thinking married. about ways to recover if she said no, uh, but I, I didn't know how I was going to do it. Oh, oh dear goodness. Oh, wow. Yikes. Okay. Uh, everything's yes. good. Still married. All good. <laughs> Oh, it's I did you take us off track? No, if you get too, a blooper reel together, like I think that should go on. Oh, that was super, very funny. Yeah, super fun. You know, there's oh, some dear. shows that you listen to that you laugh at. There's shows you do that you just laugh during the whole thing, and you laugh with. They laugh. Yeah, with us, it's so yes. so great. I it, yeah. I, I kind of needed. I'm glad. Thank you for letting us laugh. Uh, during the, <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. You're just kind of like, oh man, I could use some. I could use something funny. So thanks for. Let us laugh at that. And, <laughs> that and not time. being divorced. Thank you. Yeah, for yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure my husband thanks us also. <laughs> right. A uh, little, little, little sketchy. How is, how is the camper uh, van? Mike alluded to that here just a few minutes ago. How's, is that coming? Have you added anything new to it? How's that coming along? It's, I would say it's 90% done, except we had it out um, a little bit earlier the, this spring when it was not still quite so cold. Um, and after living in it for, well, living in it yeah. for a couple of weeks um, off and on, we decided, well, more my husband decided that he was unhappy with the cabinetry that he had built in the van. So he he pulled out, we have sort of upper cabinets that go all the way around the back and the sides of the van. Um, and he decided they were not good, not well built, not functional enough not aesthetically pleasing. So he ripped them all out last weekend. So now we're 
I shouldn't say we, he is in the process of rebuilding our upper cabinets. So, and then we've actually got a friend borrowing it this weekend. So he's like frantically out there with the hammer and uh, all this. what he's doing tonight, right? To it yeah. Just, to so does he like it? Is it kind of like, so for me, it's like ham radio where it's like a new project is just fun. Like the, you're never perfect. You just need to keep improving. So he, I'm guessing he enjoys it. He does. And that's why we have two vans. Cause we started with the first one, everything we learned on the first one, we took into the second one. And then he, right. he does like to tinker. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll be laying in the bed in there, right? Like, Oh, stretched out. And I'm like relaxing, reading a book or something. And he's studying the van and going like, yeah, that dovetails. Like, it's just <laughs> not right. And like, and then we get home and he's like, rip, rip it all out. So sure. we've had the cabinets in there probably ripped out and rebuilt twice. So, and now he's starting to talk about van number three and I'm like, hang oh, on, we need, we need to finish van number two yeah. first and then we'll work on van number three. With the business of renting them out though, it sounds like a pretty good gig. Honestly, if you've got one that you, I know you talked about this last time you were on, but like being able to rent that out and everything sounds like a pretty good business you could have going. It really fleet. is this, this year it's been really excellent. Um, we've got lots of bookings and lots of requests um, for both vans to the point where I've had to block out time for us to actually use it um but last year we did not have one single booking covid i think was to blame and the year before that that, i think we had it rented out all summer well we thought so too so it was a bit of a disappointment when we didn't rent it out not even one day or one weekend last year so i'm glad to see things are springing back but i think it's more that people are learning uh, you know how to how to book campsites and stuff Whereas last year there was so much closed still. I think people just said, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not trying to book, not worth trying to book a campsite, not worth the hassle. So, but this year I think people are a lot more optimistic. And And maybe there was a question of like, okay, connectivity, right? If I'm working from home, because I think the, the appeal to traveling during COVID last year was I can work from anywhere. But I guess the one caveat to that is if I'm camping in a van and I don't know how the cell service is, maybe I won't be able to work from home. Yeah, but for the most part, like at least across most of Canada, like not so much in the Rocky Mountains, you can get cell or Wi-Fi service almost everywhere. I think all the national parks in Canada have Wi-Fi. And if it doesn't reach down to your site, you can at least sort of go up to the main area and get online if you need to. Okay. So, and we've got, we've got a couple cell signal boosters in, in each of our vans. So those go a long way too, to making sure you can stay connected. That's really cool. I enjoyed the video you guys made. I think it was later, late last year, maybe. And you got together, you kind of did the whole inside of the van and you showed all the pieces. Um, that was really nice to kind of get the walkthrough. We've talked about the pieces of it in at various times to get the whole walkthrough. I imagine it's all changed by now since that. <laughs> it since probably does look a little different. <laughs> we did, we did some updates last fall as well. Um, we sort of talked about how we had done solar panels on the first van. Mm-hmm. So by last fall, we had had the solar panels for about a year and a half. And then we had also put the same brand of solar panels on the second van. So we did sort of a follow-up video about, okay, we've had these solar panels for this long. Do we still like them? Are they a good pick? Do they work well? Do they do what they're supposed to? Um, and they do, and they did. So we're still really happy with them. They're um, from a company called Renogy which uh, does a ton of solar and power stuff. Um, Really great for van life and camping. 
So we updated that. We updated, yeah, I think the cabinets gym would be different than the last time you saw it and will be different again after this weekend. <laughs> so I'll be due for another update video, definitely, um, in the next couple of weeks. No, yeah, super cool. I mean, the lighting in there and thinking through the electricity and the cooking and hot water and all those other things you've got to think about. Um, uh, it was really nice. So, yeah, we'll look forward to a updated um, video from you. The there was a, a news release this week here in the United States that May was a five percent increase in everything. So we saw five percent inflation. Uh, are you guys experiencing the inflation? You know, Mike um, broke the news a couple weeks ago that they're now smuggling wood <laughs> into the United States with cocaine. So you know, so oh. are you guys having wood issues? <laughs> it was technology? a joke news article. But they were saying the price of the price of wood <laughs> is almost like you're smuggling drugs in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we you know, we are dealing with the same thing with wood here. Yeah. And actually, yeah. because we the timing of our renovation was actually quite good because I think we finished any structural stuff we had to do just before the price went through the roof. But we still need to finish a deck um, on one side of our house, like an access deck way. Um, and our contractor was saying, you know, the the wood is super expensive. And then there's still one other project we have to do in the house down in the basement that requires framing. Mm -hmm. So he's actually said, you know, I'm not going to frame it in wood. I'm going to go and get steel yeah. two by fours no, or what, no. whatever those are called. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to use to frame this, this room out because the wood is, you know, three times the price. I actually had a basement room in our last house that I just did in metal studs because the the of the flood risk down there. You just, you know you never know something could break, and it's always the basements that flood. And I thought, well, if I've got to rip it off, then I don't I don't have to worry about the wood in that case. It's 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 not a bad way to go anyway. It's actually a little mm -hmm. easier to work with. You just some snips, and it's got all the the runs are already set in it. So I found it to actually pretty. Mm pretty great once the drywall is on you you know yeah, you really don't know. know any difference no yeah no so. that's a good point it's been crazy too because i you know for fun on the side i make cornhole boards for people do you guys play cornhole or bags up in canada we do we okay. love it yeah so I, I make those boards and my problem is i get so behind on orders that i quote people their price literally six months before their boards are done because they're like hey can i get a set i'm like yeah but it's gonna be six months like i'm so behind on orders and this last time i just went and bought wood a two by four was costing me between nine and ten dollars here in omaha just one two by four which is normally what was it 250, before 250 to three dollars and now they're wow. nine to ten eight to nine yeah. between eight and ten depending on what kind you get and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm okay. So there goes the profit margin on this whole set. Not right. to mention the plywood um, that you need for these are where it's normally 35, 40 bucks. Now it's 60, 70, 80 bucks for a sheet of plywood. It's just been, it's kind of baffling to me yeah. on, on the wood prices. I was like, can I make this out of metal? Because if I can make cornhole boards out of anything else than wood, uh, I probably would be at this point because it's just, it's, it's, it's insane. Mike, have you seen any technology prices jump? I mean, as you think about the technology stuff we're buying, the computers, yeah. the phones, the, the these kinds of things, Aaron, I'll ask you that same question as well. Are are you seeing any major jump? I mean, I think the it, I think technology was getting inflated before, anyways. I mean, I think it's ridiculous some of the pricing we paid for some of these things. But Mike, yeah, yeah, no, I mean that they were early; they were out, way out ahead of this. Mike, have you seen any other technology? Well. I think we're seeing the price increase in 
items that we didn't typically associate with technology, right? Look at cars. Look at how they can't get cars mm-hmm. on the lot. I I was talking with one of uh, my wife's coworkers at a party she just had, and he's he's a car dealer, and he's like, we literally don't have cars on the lot. People come in like, I'm going to negotiate the price. I'm like, no, you're not. Because I, I know the few cars we have with the chip shortage, right? So silicon and and you know the the chips shortage, I think, is causing prices in a lot of different areas. Um, Jim, I say the only one area that I have purchased recently that I've seen a price increase, thanks to you, uh, is hard drives. <laughs> I did. I had to replace a hard drive the other day, and I, it's not because of you. We joke, but um, I don't know if it's because of chia yeah, mining kind of, on the mining is. side it or is. if it's because of whatever. But it's hard completely. drives, and it's. It's SSDs, it's yep. spinning rust, it's whatever hard drives it's you're everything. buying, they are yeah. all up in price right now. Yeah. Which and is even the enterprise the enterprise grade equipment is is even worse. Um, because folks are buying for this Chia mining, they're buying everything they can get that's SSD. And the the more RAM they can get, the better. So they're going out and clearing out all this server grade stuff that's a couple years old. They're just just buying it all out. So It'd be interesting to see how long um, that lasts. Aaron, on the technology side, are you seeing any price differences over the last six months? Are things getting fairly more expensive? I almost feel like some things are getting cheaper. Hmm. Okay. Um, we can talk about one of them. Um, yeah. But, you know, Google in particular has been releasing cheaper versions of its flagship products. Hmm. Um I know things like bicycles. I don't know if it's the same down where you guys are, but trying to get a bicycle in Canada, mm-hmm. just not happening. You can't oh, find bicycles. Yeah. The stores are literally ghost towns. There's racks and no bikes in them. And nobody nobody can get their hands on one. I think it's like a six or an eight month wait to get a bicycle. Yeah. I, Ed, Ed Sullivan, my uh, uh, he's been on the show before. He's a, he's a you know bike enthusiast. And he's like, yeah, you can't. He's out in Boston. You can't find them. You know, they're just mm-hmm. not, they're not available. We've talked about this on the show too, is that Mike, that chip shortage is now causing a crazy run on used cars. So yeah. used cars are being, you. if if now, if you, if you don't need a car and you get rid of your current car and they're paying top dollar for used vehicles for the, for right now, for the most part. So just kind of, just kind of crazy town. I, I'm, this is actually playing in cause I'm, you know, I, I did buy a car couple weeks ago but i bought it 2021 sticker price 2021 i felt like i got a really good deal on it i think it's going to be a more expensive car next year you know type deal and so i feel like this was a good i'm I'm glad i got what i did before i think what we're going to see in 2022 aaron do you have any you know there i bought a subaru legacy right and we had been talking about buying a tesla have you looked uh, at electrical vehicles and and are you where are you at with that from a vehicle standpoint I would love to do electric, but the distances that we have to travel, you know, through through parts of Western Canada, we like to road trip, but even sort of the distance between the two largest cities in Alberta, which is Calgary and Edmonton, that's three hours. I know for some vehicles, you're pushing the edge of, of battery on that. But for us, if we wanted to, you know, drive into the mountains and camp and then drive on to somewhere else and camp, you know, we would have a real struggle about is the, is the battery not only going to last us through these stop starts, but where is the nearest charging station going to be? You know, would we have to go back to Calgary to get a charge? So for us, I don't think it's practical. Um, I would consider it as like a little run around town car kind of thing. 
Um, we, when COVID started and I started working from home more and my husband was working from home, um, we got rid of one of our vehicles because we just weren't, you know, both of us didn't need to commute. And if we, you know, we've got two vans as well, but we just didn't have the need for, you know, a vehicle for each person. So we've got a 2010 Volkswagen Passat CC, which I love. It's been a fantastic car, a really reliable car. Um, it's a roomy sedan. And I feel like, you know, we were shopping around the other day and thinking, oh, you know, maybe we should trade it in, trade up, get something newer. And we just decided, no, like, especially we're still both working from home for right now. So let's see what the next few months brings and decide then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, the, I've had my legacy now for, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks. And I really like it. You know, it's been a good, I, 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 I think our next car will probably be, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. And in, in the meantime, I think we're going to see more, you know, Subaru announced theirs. Ford has announced two trucks uh, in in that time uh, that have come out, and I think we're going to continue to see in the next three to five some really good electric vehicles come out, and um, and the batteries will just keep getting better, um, which is absolutely great about that. Yeah, yeah I'm well. I'm all for it at some point. I just don't think for me it's there yet. Well, I mean, if the infrastructure is not there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're working hard here in the U.S. to make it kind of to make it happen there. I mean, Tesla's doing a lot to kind of make it happen yes. here. Um, so we well, have if you could benefit. have a spare battery, you know what I mean? Like if you had, like, if I could, if I could turn one of my vans electric and carry a spare battery where you could just swap out the battery until you can get it charged or charge it off your solar panels. I mean, yeah. Game changer, right? Yeah. Well, maybe someday, you know, maybe, maybe someday. someday, so maybe someday. What um okay, you're you're still working over at techgadgetscanada.com for everybody who's following along. So if you want to see what Aaron's doing, if you're new, now I've picked up a whole bunch of new listeners over the last couple of weeks. And so if you're new, and by the way, thanks for those emails. I it's great when I get a new listener email like, hey, I just found your podcast. And I'm like, great, you know, welcome. Glad that you're here. Uh techgadgetscanada.com. Um, Aaron, favorite, like, what's been your favorite gadget that you've reviewed over the last well, maybe we'll say I think it's been six months since we had you. What's been what's been the favorite thing that you've you've uh, you've reviewed over there? I hmm, that's a tough one. Now you're asking me to like pick between my I favorite know. children, and, and I yeah, it's that's true. That's true. You've inter- you've you've reviewed some great stuff. I mean, you've this has been. I think for you, COVID was a good review time. It seems like you got a lot of good stuff to review. It was good and it was bad. I feel like a lot of companies did sort of stop and decided not to launch their newer products through, I would say over about the last year, I think it's starting to loosen up now and new products are starting to come out. But um, yeah, I did have more time to spend doing reviews and, you know, opportunity to spend more time on those reviews. So that was really fun for me. Um, I got to do Amazon's new Echo Show 10, the third generation, which is it sits on kind of a cylindrical base and it'll swivel 365 degrees. And there's a camera in it that will follow you around. It has uh, face recognition and tracking. So that was both creepy creepy and cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's not creepy at all. It's supposed to be for security. So like if you've got this thing in your house, you can check in on the camera from wherever you might be outside of the house. You can swing the camera around, have a look around, 
see what's going on. But it'll also do things like if you're watching, you know, Amazon Prime on the device and you're walking around the kitchen making dinner, for example, the camera will follow you so that, you know, the picture is always there and visible to wherever you're standing. And I thought initially I was reading about this. I'm like, well, who needs that? Like, great. Okay, sure. And then I was using it for just that. I was watching, I think, a recipe video or something. And it's following me around. So I could always see it. Like I'm trying to grab ingredients and I'd look back at the at the screen and it's looking right at me. So, I mean, that's it's the kind of stuff that you don't write it down on your list of things you must have in your life. Mm-hmm. But when you get to experience it, it's pretty yeah. cool. How's the speaker yeah. or how's the microphone on it? Because we've been, uh, you know, we've got kind of the old, um, you know, are they, are they five First inch? gen, right? First Very gen, gym. five inch yeah. screens. And I've oh, noticed yeah. the I've noticed the shows. It's almost like they're getting old and they're getting hard of hearing, and they're not like oh. they used to be. Really, in fact, Sarah at one point cleaned the whole thing, thinking maybe that because it's in the kitchen, maybe right. dust and grease and stuff had gotten in it, and it was it wasn't able to hear. But I've just kind of been noticing with all of them, they they're not doing as well as they used to. How's the microphone on that new one? Well, it's, it's really good. And what I've noticed about these devices, um, the Amazon uh, show devices, um, the echo devices and the Google smart home devices as well, is every time, almost every time they bring out a new version, they're doubling the capacity. So like the speaker, you know, is twice as better or twice as loud or with twice as much bass, you know, it's gone from one microphone to two to four. So it's almost like every time it comes out, it's just getting so much better that you can't even compare the first generation to the current generations anymore. So would you say if I have older generation, I mean, I've still got the original first gen tube. If I've got those from what you've seen, is it kind of time to let trade in the, because, you know, I think Amazon will let you trade them in. Is it time to trade in the old ones and, and upgrade, do you think? I think the screens are really helpful. I I was definitely in that camp of why do I need a screen? The whole point of talking to a voice controlled device is that you don't need to touch it and you don't need to do anything with it. But they've built in this added capability. So, you know, you could always ask a lady for the weather forecast, which she'll still give you. But then she's popped up, you know, the five day forecast on the screen. So you're getting the added benefit of additional information. Um you know, they're just, they're finding ways to make them more useful now with the screens. Um, You know, you can, if I think, didn't we all have photo frames where we loaded photographs, you know, digital photographs onto one of those little for like a year, micro right? mini USB, right? And that was you hot plugged for it in one season, right? And then, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But these things are all connected to all your photos in the cloud now too. So, I mean, if you want to have your family album on display and that's all, you know, you want it to do that in a smart speaker. I mean, that's still a really great use for it. Because well, it's funny you mentioned that. That is exactly, that is the only reason our Google Home Hub is still in our kitchen. It is a digital photo frame and that is it. So that has been my question on the screen. And I guess you're giving me some good ideas to test out because we're, we're an A-Lady house and I still have the first gen cylindrical, you know, one that has a really good speaker in, in our kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have the Google Home one. And it has a screen on it. It's the small version. And I just, I have never used the screen. It's a, it's a great photo frame. And that's what we love about it. We, we all, my kids love getting up there and seeing all the old photos and everything. Um, but I've never used that. So, so I guess 
forecast things like I need to use it more for video. I think I get stuck in my old ways of pulling out my phone mm-hmm. for certain sorts sorts of video. But um, that that was what I was curious about. So you've given me some good ideas on maybe to reevaluate the whole screen idea on some of these. Well, and that 10 inch screen is obviously like I had the first generation show as well. It was just the little round device. It was kind of like shaped like a ball with a flat front and a, you know, like a three inch video Mm -hmm. screen. Mm -hmm. I mean, completely different experience to a 10 inch screen, which is what's on the show 10, um, the new show 10. And, you know, when you can, when you can just ask while you're making dinner or mixing a drink or something to, you know, show me how to make a Manhattan and boom, it comes up on the screen and they're just, you know, you're mixing along. It's, it's, it's a different experience. You know, it's not like going over to the TV and turning it on and surfing around for stuff. I mean, you're, you're interacting with your technology a lot more. And I think Google and Amazon are both really trying hard to find even more ways to make these devices useful. Video calling. I mean, we, we haven't even gotten into video calling with these devices. You can uh, call from show to show. You can, you know, if your in-laws have one of these devices, you can just ask for a video call between your households, between your shows. And I know during COVID, of course, that was something that that we were all starved for was that communication. It's on a pretty big base, which means it must they must have been put the speaker in there. Does it sound pretty good? It does sound really good, actually. Um, clear. There's a decent amount of bass in it um, for its size. You know, it is quite big and it's heavy. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a little bit of, I don't know if you guys would remember the um, Echo Studio, which was sort of just a big round um, cylinder, kind of football sized um, with flat tops, c- cylindrical. Um but it was meant to be sort of Amazon's premium echo speaker. Great sound. I reviewed one of those a few years ago. I think you can still get them. I'm not sure how available it would be, but the show 10 reminds me of that speaker. It's big, it's heavy, it's weighty. You notice the bass, you notice the good sound quality, you get a good amount of detail in the sound. So I, I really like it. I, I go through phases as a tech blogger. I get to try out a lot of really cool stuff and I get to try out all of the newest stuff. And just when I, you know, I'll fall in love, I'll be like, this is it. It's the new favorite speaker. That's the one we're going to use this one. And, you know, we're going to get rid of all the other ones. And then something else shows up in the mailbag and I'm like, Ooh, well, let's try that. So I mean, they're always getting better. They're always improving. Um, the show 10 third generation though, is right up there among my top really? speaker you've, digital assistants. You've almost think, got yeah. me talked into it. 250 US, which for digital assistants, a little, you know, we're kind of used to getting those free with, you know, for for the longest time, they gave away the pucks and the other things, right? You could buy a ring doorbell and you'd get a, you know, you get an, one of those, one of those um, echo devices yes. free, right? Um, how does that work if there's multiple, like, so you're saying it, turns towards you if you're in what what about if there's multiple we 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 cook my daughter cooks with me all the time now and we're constantly yelling at that thing to set a timer or play you know play music that thing gets in our kitchen the that device gets used more than anything how does it Mm -hmm. handle how does it handle that if it's multiple people 
Uh, it's been fine for us. I've noticed that sometimes, depending on the devices we're using, Google seems to struggle a bit more with multiple people. But I think that's because they seem to have done some kind of software update where they're trying to make it more voice recognition specific. And I felt like there was a few month time period where it wasn't, it just wasn't working well at all, right. let alone like helping it. recognize the different, yeah, they broke it, the different uh, people in the house. But um, to your point about the device being in the kitchen, like that's a great place to have a smart speaker and a digital mm -hmm. assistant because it's the core of your home. But Google's new device, um, the Google Nest Hub, the smaller one, they want you to put it in your bedroom. And I know people are going, ooh, creepy camera in your bedroom, but there's no camera in this one. So the new Echo Show 10 does have a camera. And like I said, it tracks you. But the new Google Nest Hub doesn't. It's got a whole bunch of different sensors. They want you to use it as a sleep sensing device. It's got a bunch of sleep features. It can help you go off to sleep. And then it's got a ton of alarm clock features. So basically what they've done with this device is essentially replaced your alarm clock with, again, something that is a lot more versatile. Because if you realize you left the lights on downstairs and you have smart lights and you're already up in bed, you can tell your assistant to turn off all the lights in the house or go through your, I know Mike has has the routines all set up with this. Just tell it to turn everything off, lock up all the doors, and you don't even have to get up out of bed. I love that. And, it, you know, and you actually gave me a great idea. We, our device, it's not the newest one, but it looks similar to this, uh, the Google device with the screen. Moving that into the bedroom is actually not a bad idea. I don't have an alarm clock anymore. It's been my phone for years um and i just moved to a wallet style case so i can't even see the time if i wake up in the middle of the night mm -hmm. so yeah. doing something like this in the bedroom actually is not not a terrible idea because we are we're redundant in the kitchen we have the cylindrical and we only use it for music um in mm -hmm. the kitchen we use it for us so that's a good idea well and it's got some smart features for the sleep portion so when you have the lights on like if you're reading or something before bed the screen looks like a normal google nest hub screen would if you dim the lights, the screen will dim. It's sort of got adaptive brightness. And when you turn the lights out, it'll actually just take all the, the photos and whatever else is on the screen. And it'll just put up a subtle, very muted clock. So it's not going to like be bright and blazing at your bedside. The other thing it will do is you can set sort of what time you want to go to bed, what time you should wake up. Uh, and it will use the sensors. I guess there's like motion sensors in there. Um, there's temperature sensors as well. It'll monitor, uh, it's got microphones. So it'll monitor, you know, how well you're sleeping. If you're restless, if you're snoring, it can track your breathing rate. It knows when you're coughing. So it sort of puts all this data together into, I guess you could call it a sleep report. Now, here's where I have to crap on this device a bit. Uh, it doesn't do a good job at the sleep sensing yet. I love the fact that it's gathering all this data. It's super smart. It's loaded with sensors and features. But there were nights it had me sleeping 28 hours. So the sensors are not perfect yet. So I think it needs some work. Um, but I do really love it for the alarm clock and the smart home capabilities. Um, 
And I'm sure they will be working on the sleep sensing to make it a little more accurate. I did compare it to my Fitbit, um, which I sort of use as the benchmark for fitness and activity and sleep trackers, because I know the accuracy of that device. And this is, it's, it's, it's not even close. Mm. I, I, I love a lot of things, Google, but this, the sleep tracking on this one is, it needs work. And that's good to know. And I'm super glad to hear you talk about the inaccuracy on the voice recognition too, because I thought I was going crazy with my Google device. So like I said, ours is the picture frame. And there's a lot of pictures in there. It pulls from my account where it's like, eh, maybe I don't want that showing up in our kitchen. Um, so I'd say, you know, uh, hey, Google, delete that photo. And like, hey, sorry, I can't confirm that you're the owner. You know, they go through that whole thing of like, I don't know who you are. And I'm like, I'm standing right in front of you. I'll say it again. Sorry, we still can't confirm who you are. And I'm like, okay, we've done the voice training. And I'm like, I thought of all people, honestly, Google would be the most um, invasive <laughs> and know me the most and know my voice. But I was, I, so I'm glad to hear that it's not just me having that issue because I had the same exact thing um, with my Google, I, I, I can't get the recognition on the voice. And I agree that it must've been a software update because even some of the simple stuff, it acts like it's trying to do some sort of custom thing for me when that's just a request that anyone in my home could have made, which is, which is very mm -hmm. kind of intriguing to me. Uh, cause you know, I've actually been going more, you know, Jim's happy with this. I'm going more Apple, like lockdown, don't care. Don't share my data sort of stuff. Um, yeah. and Google is just doing a better job of driving me away. Cause I'm like, well, if you can't mm -hmm. get it right anyway, what's the point of you knowing who I am? Uh, with the, but if you're talking digital assistant capabilities though, Siri, I'm sorry. It's awful. I, I have a MacBook, I have an iPhone, I have the AirPods. I'm an Apple girl because of the seamlessness, but I can't work with Siri. <laughs> so true. It's almost like uh, we can't get a perfect marriage of everything we want because you're yes. totally right. That's why I haven't gone Apple. I don't have the, um, Oh, I'm forgetting the name, the, their pod system, right? Their, their echo system. Um, I don't <laughs> use theirs because Siri is so bad, not even useful. Can't do simple searches for information. And, and you're totally right. So now I live in a world where I have, a lady, I have Google in my kitchen and I just kind of utilize if one's failing, I'm using the other one. Yeah. You got me thinking about that, that 10 now. Oh, I really like this. This so <laughs> We're on a street, Jimmy. You've bought something like every show. I was going to say, what do I have You've to say to get you to cars, buy it before the so, end of the show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll keep, we, we have a little time left. One of the things, you know, uh, to the Google device, like I don't, for whatever reason, I don't like wearing my because uh, the 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 Apple Watch will do sleep tracking and it's pretty good, like it it does pretty well. But I don't want to wear my Apple Watch to bed, like it's too big. On the Google device, it's inaccurate because it's not on you, <laughs> like it needs exactly. to be on you. I I can't believe somebody hasn't figured out just a strap that's thin and light that's got mm -hmm. some sensors in it that sends that information over to the. Uh, you know, that sends it over to the device when you're done with it in the morning, you put that back on the device to charge it. And it's just a sleeping device. Like I, I, I don't want a big old bulky watch mm -hmm. while I'm sleeping. I just want something that will monitor the, my pulse and some of those other things. I'd just be afraid. Like if I turn a digital assistant on to monitor my sleep, I think I'd wake up it to it's plotting my death from snoring most of the <laughs> night. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Right. It'd Our be, wives are already. Well, doing at least that then too, your so. your wife would have proof, right? That like, <laughs> exactly. no, honey, you did snore all night long. She actually snored. Which is the argument we always have in mind. 
Yeah, she snoring. she snores as much as I do, and I have proof. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's but, the other. That was the other thing with this device is to your point about you don't need to wear something on your wrist for it to track your sleep. That's huge for a lot of people. I know that, but at the same time, you can also only track one person with this device. And what I wasn't clear on is, is it my husband snoring or me snoring? And it's, you know, it's just picking it up from the mic. Like, how does it differentiate? How does it know? And if we both wanted that sleep tracking, now we each need a Google Nest Hub device on our bedside. And now we've doubled our budget for that stuff. So, well, and it might pick I up don't, both. I don't like, know. it's probably going to, you're probably going to get data bleed over from, right? I mean, I, I, that's it. I agree with you. It looks great, but I think it's the wrong implementation of it. You know, you're like, Ooh, you know, if you if you sleep alone, maybe, but uh, again, I, I, I'd, I'd want, I want to wear some kind of device. So I need to figure out, mm-hmm. you know, cause I do want to track, I don't sleep very well, <laughs> you know, and it would be, I think it would be good for me to, to get some more data, you know, on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike and I mentioned that we uh, were both Apple guys on the phones, but it seems like lately uh, all the Android phones have tried to keep up with with Apple on the pricing. But I think recently, didn't you? I thought I saw this video on Twitter that you found maybe an Android phone, all this, all this goodness, but not quite so expensive. Yeah, there's been a couple. Google has been putting out their A-series phones, which when I've reviewed them, I would say that they have like 80 to 90% of the functionality of the regular series phones Mm. for a substantial price reduction. They've recently done the same thing uh, with the Google Pixel Buds. They launched the Google Pixel Buds A series, which um, I think in Canada at least are like a hundred bucks less than the regular Pixel Buds but easily 90% of the functionality. And then another phone I tried out recently is the TCL 20 Pro 5G smartphone. Um, TCL is probably not as well known a brand, um, but that's their Android smartphone. All the functionality you're looking for in an Android smartphone, it pretty much does everything. It's got a good camera. Um, it's not my favorite camera. Um, it's not, it's not perfect. Um, but it's pretty good. And like the screen on it is just amazing. If you want to use it to watch videos, watch movies, you know, in houses where there's competition for the TV, you want to have your own sort of private screen and your own listening experience. Um, it's really good for that. The screen is killer and it's really great to watch things on. Um, So, and that was, um, yeah, I mean, it's a really nice phone for those who can see us on the video feed. It's like a super sleek phone, looks good, got everything you need. What's the retail uh, difference between that maybe and uh, the higher end Google phone? I want to say in US dollars, this one would be, don't quote me, around like six or seven. If you scroll to the bottom of that there, Jim, the Canadian price will be right there for us. It's a great price for a phone of that quality. When you're, when you're comparing it to what you're paying for flagship phones. Oh yeah. Well, I mean like the Samsung phones, the new Apple phones, like we're talking $1,200, $1,300 Canadian. Right. So I think anytime you can get a really solid phone for, you know, under a thousand bucks, I don't know, maybe that makes people skeptical. 
right? <laughs> if it if it's cheap, it can't be good. Yeah, you gotta kind of wonder that. I mean, we were paying for. I mean, I think Mike, there were some iPhones, right? Probably that came out in that five six hundred price range, right? Back back in the day, right? Maybe the six. Yeah, five, and, six. and even nowadays there are, and and this might be the wrong approach to take, but. Um, honestly, $1,200 doesn't bother me for a phone anymore only because of think of the one device you are using every single day and how much you're using it and all the things it can do nowadays. Like you're paying people just think of it in terms of like laptop price and things like, well, you don't even need a laptop anymore. You don't need Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Everything you're doing is on your phone. So the price for usage, um, is, you know, you if you compare that to like the quantity of how much you pay for something like Netflix, how much you actually use it, uh, you're, you're actually getting pretty good value for how much you use your phone throughout the day compared to what you're paying. So uh, for these prices, you're right, Jim, I think at the lower end on the Apple ones, you were a little bit concerned, but on the Android side, I mean, am I wrong to say that maybe it's not as big of a concern? There's a little more acceptance of a bigger price gap. I don't know. I, I haven't been an Android guy, so I'm not sure. Aaron, what are your what are your thoughts on? I mean, when you think when you're spending your money on it, what do you what, what are your thoughts? Well, for me, and I, I think I've said this before, um, but I like the seamlessness of Apple. I do a lot of video shooting. I do a lot of editing. I like the seamlessness of being able to transfer all my files between the camera on the phone to the laptop to the iPad. You know, upload it to the cloud. Um, with that said, though. Google and Samsung make some outstanding phones, Mm -hmm. fantastic phones. The cameras nowadays are just mind boggling. The things you can do with them. You, you, your photos can rival professional photographers. So, I mean, I kind of work with both ecosystems just by virtue of my job. So I'm familiar enough with them but, you know, the way I have my day-to-day life set up, I rely more on Apple stuff. Um, and I think I've got the iPhone 11 now. We, we, I think we might have talked about this last time, too. But I'm probably due for an upgrade. Um, and I probably will get the upgrade. But, yeah, there, there's honestly a lot of great choice out there. So whether you're Android or Apple, I mean... The, the flagship phones, Mike, your point is bang on. I think if somebody went out and, you know, when you get the little report, your usage time that it gives you, if you added up what that is in a year or say two years, depending on how often you get a phone and divided it by the price, it's pennies every time. It's probably fractions oh, of a cent for every time you yeah. touch your phone. That's that's such a good point. Uh, the, the the one thing I'm concerned about though with this price point is it puts it does put good phones out of reach for for some people, right? I mean, we Absolutely. we 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 all live in a pretty privileged circle with it and can afford that. And you know, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, my kids are kind of like you know, that's a lot of money. You know, I don't even think twice about, it. ah, put it on the bill. <laughs> It'll be fine, yeah. you know, and then when you start thinking about the price of it and, and, you know, there are others who, you know, and, and yeah, there's alternatives to it, but it just seems like we've gotten to that point. It, it, it got expensive fast. And then it's kind of like, Oh, you have to have it, you know, to do some of the things that you do. So I just, that's the one mm-hmm. thing. That's the kind of the one thing I kind of worry about with, with well, and that's where I give photos. Google props for doing their a series of phones, the four a and the five a, um, and I think I have one right here. Um, like they're they're exactly the same phones 
to my eyes and to my mind. I mean, they may have slight feature differences, like maybe a marginal speed difference, but come on, you're not really going to notice it. Um, the looks are exactly the same. The camera is mostly the same. You know, it's it's missing a few things, and I can't even, for the life of me, off the top of my head, remember what they are. But they're fantastic, and they're they're a huge price cut over not just the regular Google phones, but off something like you know a Samsung t- Galaxy Twenty or the iPhone Twelve. I mean, those are much more affordable. So I I really respect the fact that Google is willing to do that with some of their phones. And I mean, I guess I should say iPhones are there are the budget versions of some of the iPhones as well. So I think the technology is, is more accessible, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a small chunk of change for a lot of people. No, if you to to pick that up, what's been interesting is, you know, I bought the Mac mini back in the, I think January timeframe. And so I have the watch, I have the phone, I have the mini. I don't use any of those features. You know, you were saying that the ecosystem of, I mean, yeah, my phone would unlock, no, my watch unlocks my phone and it unlocks the screen here. Okay, that's awesome. I don't share pictures between them. I don't, I don't really take advantage of the ecosystem. That's kind of, Mike, I'm sorry. I just apologize to you in advance. Like I don't, I'm just such a plain user of things. Like I just don't, I just don't maybe I just don't take advantage of all the, the ecosystem. Now I use the heck out of them. I use the heck out of them all, but I don't, I don't necessarily use them together maybe as much as I could. I think you would, if you ran into a pain point, I just think you don't have any pain points right now, right? If your pain point was, man, I'm recording a lot of video on my phone. And every time I go to edit on my computer, I have to plug in like all this cable and it's not yeah, just there. Yeah. You'd be like, Oh, I can just turn on iPhoto library. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're right. And actually, as I was saying that, I was I was kind of thinking, and maybe I do, but I it works so well, I don't even see it. Like that's that's also very true. You know, but I, and I think with the new, you know, we haven't even talked about this. We'll talk about it probably in a future week. But WWDC just happened with Apple, and they're making this even better. Like the 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 connectivity, the going between devices, the you know, just everything between Apple devices got even better this year, but I think Jim, you're right. I think we've almost gotten used to it. Like we expect it to happen. Um, and maybe not so much with you because you're new to the desktop Apple environment, but especially between iOS, watch OS, iPad OS, even my wife just started a new career into, um, being a professor. So teaching in the college environment, they gave her a massive iPad pro first time you guys would be shocked to believe this. I have held an iPad pro. Like I have never even mm. played with an iPad Pro until she brought it home from work. And I'm like, can I just play? Can I just like, can I hold this and play? And I was shocked all the cool productivity things that you can do with an iPad now that I have never experienced because I've dealt with the old iPads. I use them as a second screen to watch something mm. on because I have an old version. Um, so those things, it's gotten great. It's gotten really good. And I think iOS 15, iPad, whatever OS they're on, um, is going to get even better with that sort of stuff, Jim. Well, I'll have to, you know, it's maybe I should kind of see what, you know, I I did catch myself. I'd be listening to a podcast and I'm adjusting the sound on my watch, right? Just one of those you don't even notice. You don't. You don't even, you don't. You're just like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Or, um, yeah, the the podcast playing stuff is good. Like I I don't want to listen to commercial, so you know, bam, thirty 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 off my you know off my watch. 
the weather using alert. the watch as a remote control for your Apple yeah. TV. Yeah, yes. See, no, I don't, I don't, I don't watch Apple TV. I guess maybe I'll have to buy one. Maybe tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> the um, yeah, I, I have to, I have to keep an eye on those integrations because I do sometimes feel I am kind of a stock guy, so I don't use a lot of. Uh, you know, I use things stock. I just don't do a lot of mm-hmm. things to them anymore when they come in. And so. Well, uh, and Apple's not really good about telling you all the cool mm-hmm. things yeah. they Thank can you. do. Yes, There's sort of this so like, right. <laughs> Easter egg thing where you're supposed to discover this stuff on your own. And let's be honest, Jim, nobody does it. You, no, you might figure yeah. out how to do the things you want to do. But when somebody shows you like how to move the cursor by pushing and holding the space bar and then zipping it around your house instead of trying to tap on the screen to reposition the cursor, like the first time somebody showed me that, I was like, what? How does ever? And I'm like showing other people. I'm like, did you know it does this? (laughs) Have you seen this? But like Apple doesn't tell you that stuff. I feel like they're trying to get a little better at it. But I also think they like the fact that it's kind of this secret Apple club and like, you want to share maybe some of your top tips and tricks. I mean, your Apple friend, but otherwise the secret secret club, and not everybody's invited. Yeah. And and even yes, and even to go beyond that, like it's not only not published, it's not intuitive anymore, like Apple used to be. So when my wife brought this iPad home, Pro home, I was like, "Do you know you can do two things at once on the screen? You could be doing email, watching your video." And she's like, "Sweet, how do I do it?" I'm like. Let me see. And I was like trying to, I was like, okay, I'm trying like the intuitive way of how to do, how would I do two things on this screen at once? I had to Google it. And even after I Googled it, we figured out how we both did it like twice. She was like, how do I do that again? Like even after we knew it wasn't intuitive, how to do, they have a fancy name for it at Apple, I'm sure, but you, two you things need at to once. Practice it. <laughs> yeah. You need to practice it. So that's <laughs> been a change for me too. Cause it used to be very intuitive. I'm like, the five finger thing, we all know, right? Like swipe five fingers, mm-hmm. do this motion, it closes everything out. That's a very natural thing. Mm-hmm. But all the other uh, items that they tout as major features aren't as intuitive as they used to be. But oh, but they do work really well once you get them going. She's now an avid, like, oh, great. She's doing her email while watching Plex, you know, while watching her videos. And she loves it. She's like a massive user of it. I have been enjoying CarPlay, Apple CarPlay. Uh, so that has been one. It's... I think I need a new cable because it keeps cutting in and out. And I, it'd be tough to think that my brand new car would have bad ports on it. So, you know, I'm, it's got to be the cable. So we'll swap the cable out and uh, and give that a try. But I've, I have enjoyed CarPlay. Um, Aaron, I didn't see this review coming from you. And I'm just going to put it up on screen here. But seriously, like a <laughs> water monitor shutoff sensor? You know, to be honest, I, I, as I was going through kind of the show rundown on this. And I thought, I, I, of all the smart stuff I've put in my house, never once did I think, you know, you could have a smart, you know, sh- house shut off for this. Uh, talk a little bit about this device we're looking at now on screen. Yeah. So you're talking about the Fin Plus, which is a smart water monitor and remote shutoff valve. Um, I was doing some research about, you know, since we're renovating, what do I want my smart home to be like? what, you know, I have an opportunity here. We're doing a lot of plumbing work. So I started reading about these devices and I thought, well, damn, like that's smart. And it's kind of an insurance policy. So what you do with this device, it's, it's probably about six or eight inches by like five or six inches. It's a big device and you have it cut into your main water line. 
So you do need a plumber to do it. Well, some of you out there may or may not need a plumber to do it. I am not confident enough to slice into my main water line. I'm good with a lot of DIY, but not this. So we had a plumber put it on our main line. And what it does is it will track your water usage. It will, if it detects um, unusual water flow, it'll send you a text message, an email, a push notification, or all of the above to say, hey, there's a whole bunch of water flowing somewhere in the house. Do you know what this is? And if you don't respond within a certain amount of time, you can have it just cut your water off. So if you ever did have a leak or a burst pipe or something, it's just automatically going to shut off the water to your house. So I did a lot of reading about this and I thought, you know, that's, that's a pretty smart piece of technology to put in that possibly could pay for itself down the road. So, uh, it was working fine until about a week ago. <laughs> Funny you mention it, Jim. Um, so, so, sorry I to bring should, up. Before I get into that. <laughs> I, I just seem to be picking all the great topics tonight. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Um, I'll mention that because you've got it shown on the screen for uh-huh. those who can see it. It it knows and you can help it understand which, uh, you know, which water flow events are related to which taps or toilets or sinks or showers or dishwasher or washer dryer. So you can actually really track your water usage really well. And I'm proud to say that it tells me we use 50% less water than other households our size. So I do feel a little superior in the water usage (laughs) arena right now. There's the elitist water club now. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So like I said, it was working great until about a week ago. Um, And I'd get up and the water would be off in the house. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? So I'd grab the thing. And it does plumbing checks sort of every two or three days or how however often you want to just sort of run these random checks. And I look and there's no alerts, but the water's off and I can't figure out how to get it back on. And the app is just kind of spinning and spinning. So I'm like updating my phone, updating the app, trying to get it, can't get it back on. So, you know, eventually I kind of update everything. I finally get it turned back on. And then like two days later, same thing. I wake up, no water. So now I'm like, okay, Mm, not good. So I reach out to the company to say like, what's going on? And they helped me get the water back on. We had to do a reset of the device. Um, and they couldn't really figure it out. So I woke up again, like yesterday morning, no water again. And I'm like, okay, this, this is a wonderful smart device. That is a great idea in theory until it shuts your water off every single morning when you wake up. So I've been back and forth with the company and I will say their customer service and support has been really good. Um, They helped me change a few settings so that there should be nothing that trips it to shut off right now while we're working through the software issue. And they've been really good about staying in touch and trying to get me on the phone. We've been playing phone tag to be quite honest with them. Um, So it sounds like it's some kind of software glitch and I don't know whether they've done a recent update of some kind that's just not sitting well with the device Um, but yeah, it's randomly shutting off, um, easy enough to turn the water back on. I have since learned there's a manual on off button on the device, as well as like, a, I guess it's an emergency lever that you can pull if you ever, you know, if that button should ever fail or the app stops working. Um, but you can turn the water back on and off through the device and stuff. So yeah, so I'll be on the phone with them tomorrow. I've got the day off tomorrow, so I'm gonna I'm gonna troubleshoot my Fin Plus device. What a fun! But uh, what a fun I, I day off. Once, 
<laughs> right? <laughs> when, once we get it working again, it's been super helpful because I know, you know, my husband has has put the sprinkler on out in the backyard and who hasn't put the sprinkler on and then right. completely forgotten about it. Oh, right on. So after like an hour or two or a certain time that you can set the the app will message me and be like there's still water running did you mean for it to still be running and it's like oh right go shut off the sprinkler mm -hmm. so it's really been helpful i'm hoping we can work out these little little bugs to it but um pricey device pricey device i think the us price is about 6.99 oh wow and you know 800 bucks in canada so it's uh if, if it saves you from flooding your basement and ruining all your carpet, probably worth it. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is, it's a, this is a tricky situation because these, these things that you're putting like on your main services, it would almost be kind of like, you know, if I was putting that, you know, they, they made that orange box that you would put in your electrical service and it would mm -hmm. kind of monitor everything. And imagine that one too, if it had some sensing devices and, is something, you know, something was left on and you're gone and you could tell it to shut itself off automatically. But I'm, I'm always worried about this exact situation you're talking about where it's not smart enough. It's kind of acting like Siri, you know, it works kind of, and then you, and then it, you wake up and you're, you know, the, now you got to troubleshoot, you're troubleshooting your smart device. You're grumpy. <laughs> Because you haven't had coffee yet. <laughs> haven't right? had coffee. Jim knows. <laughs> you're trying to get the thing turned back on and you're like, not in. Okay. Nobody puts their water shut off in a convenient spot. So you you got to go back, crawl back in somewhere or find the thing. You know, it's back in a corner somewhere. There's spiders and all kinds of things back in there, <laughs> right? That's everybody else's water shut off, right? And um, so it's just my concern. Like, I love the idea and I love the idea of, monitoring at the source this is really the water version of that and i is it called sense the sense monitor i think that's what it was the orange box mike does that sound i right? think you're right yeah, yeah i love the idea i just i'm just not sure like aaron it's interesting to hear you're having I, listen i'd lose my mind like when my phillips hub stops working that's these are lights i lose my freaking mind you know like it's a hub it should just work all the time i did right. nothing to it right you know, to, so. to be clear, I was pretty grumpy after like the second time. We got you got definitely, all the definitely stuff. grumpy, Aaron. Yes, yeah. Oh, speaking of grumpy, your your audio got really scratchy on me. So let's see. I wonder how. What's the easiest way to fix this? Unplug I, and replug. Yeah. The That's how the you, USB the USB on, the on your microphone. Let's give that a try really quick because you were speaking of things that don't work when the that when you need them to. So give us a quick test, Aaron. See if it comes back. Hopefully, will it may come back. I may have you. Uh, can you hear us? I may have you drop. Go ahead and drop really quick and come back in, and we'll we'll do it. Mike, I I I would even feel comfortable enough installing this because I can shut off. Like I could shut off my main water and do yeah. it. But but I'd still probably get a plumber. I don't have a good spot for this. Like, well, the okay. Know. So the the problem for me is what is this trying to solve? Right, this is trying to solve for your basement getting flooded or wherever your water yeah. main is getting yeah. flooded based yeah. off of extra water. Well, it's not kicking in fast enough to prevent a hundred percent of me not having to call someone to still come out. Right. Yeah. Cause it's going to text yeah. me and there's already going to be water leaking. 
I'm not going to know. I'm like, uh, yes, sure. Shut it off. Even after that, if I catch it within the first 60 seconds or whatever, there's still water damage. So I still need someone to come out. So I don't know. The, yeah, this yeah. one's this one's curious to me. I would need to th- because if this was 20 bucks, sure, throw it in. Why not? But at 700 US dollars, I'm like, oh, man, this needs to save me some coin. And like, I, I think 30 seconds to 60 seconds of water damage is still going to be enough. Right. If it text me like, hey, we noticed something. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Shut that off. I'm not running my sprinklers. I think I would still have enough damage where someone still needs to come out. And I'm probably still paying a couple hundred dollars to to fix some water damage if that's happened. So that's the curious part to me on this one. But mm-hmm. I love where it's going. Uh, if they could, you know, I, I'm sure they'll fine tune the experience a little bit more. Is it Aaron? Is it pretty new? I think it's fairly new. I mean, I hadn't heard of it before, mm-hmm. so it was a new, new to me product. Um, I guess there's other things out there, although this was the only one that I saw that attaches to the main. I know you can get a lot of sensors and detectors, yes, yes. but the thing I liked about this one is that it will shut your water off or you can shut it off. I mean, if you're sitting on the tarmac heading off somewhere for a couple of weeks and you're the type of person that likes to travel with their water shut off, you know, like you said, Jim, it's normally it's not that easy. You're crawling into your crawl space and trying to shut it off and it's a pain in the butt. But with this, I mean, it's a couple quick taps on your smartphone before you leave and, you know, you can pressurize the system, you know, while you're driving home in the taxi. Yeah. My, my area doesn't even have enough room for this. I know that. I mean, we've got a meter in there and a, and a a manual ball valve for the shutoff for the house shutoff that's down there. I don't know if I could get this in, but it's so interesting, Aaron. Interesting. And thanks for, I mean, the, uh, oftentimes we, we have you talk about these things. Oh, we're great. This was good. This was good. And you're like, oh, this one's had some problems. And it happens, right? I just, while you were gone, I just, I, I just lose my mind when those kind, like when the smart home goes wrong and things. And then, Mike, you and I, I mean, we've got them attached. You know, we've got, Home assistant working some of the things. I got Hubitat working some of the things. I've got the uh, the Amazon app doing some things, right? You might have the Google app doing some things. And then, and Aaron, you're probably in the same boat, right? Then all of a sudden you're like, the sink isn't working. Like, what app do I have to check to get this? <laughs> that, right? that was me the other day because right? I'm like, is it? the Finn water system or is it the you by Moen smart tap that I can right. talk to and it's shorting out yeah. or is it my Wi-Fi or my router or my Google Wi-Fi? It, I, it, I know yeah. it's complicated now. Like you're, you're the you Franken home. You're, you're, you're troubleshooting. You had just, I think the last time we had you on, you were just getting that. In fact, we talked about it on the show, the, the, the faucet, the, 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 you, what's it called? You by Moen? You, that- you by Moen smart faucet. You yes. by Moen smart faucet. And we had gotten one and we're having trouble with it. And I was like, I spent 300 bucks on that. Now those you by Moens are like six or $700, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. cause you can talk to these ones. This is not even, <laughs> this is not even like wave your hand over it kind yeah, of stuff. This yeah. is you're talking to your faucet. Now yeah. you're asking for specific things. So, well, we're still having trouble with our $300 one and I'm super yeah. mad. I think we're gonna have to get a new, like that sensing device. Cause you know, yes. they run electricity through the outside. So it senses when the you little touch electric stuff. guy yeah. um, and it's all under warranty, but you know, it's one of those kinds of things. How's the, how's the you by mowing? You had it now a while. You've been using it a while. Yeah. We've right? had it about two months. Yeah. yeah and and how's, how's it working so far? I mean, 
the do you, you find yourself because the the one application I would use it for is turn on the water at a certain temperature to wash my hands like type deal because that's really well where and you it's want, got right? a hand washing feature so you can ask it to wash my hands it'll turn it on and run the water so you can wet your hands then it shuts the water off free to soap it times it and then when the water comes back on you rinse so like it's automated that and you just ask for that and it happens you can ask for the temperature certain temperature of water you can ask for a specific measurement of water so I, this is another one i would say it was working great for about the first month. And then we started to fight with Google Mike around this time where we were, it was struggling to recognize our voices. It was struggling to recognize the commands. So I, I stripped everything off. I uninstalled the Moen app from both Google Assistant and um, the Amazon Alexa devices, reinstalled it all. And that seemed to help. But there's one big flaw in this tap for me and that's when the Wi-Fi goes out, you've got to reset it up. So we've had oh, the Wi-Fi ouch. either go out or like, you know, we've we had some work done still around the house. So the power goes off. You've got to reinstall the Wi-Fi and redo the Wi-Fi settings every time. And part of the things you have to do is crawl up under the sink where there's a sensor, plug in or push the reset button. And then wait for it to go into pairing mode and stuff. So I'm laying under the sink, you know, with one hand, like trying to reach up under the sink to where this part of the sensor is. (laughs) And it's not, it's not easy. So I've had to probably reset it about half a dozen times in the last several weeks. It's better right now. Um, but that's a huge flaw for me. If you've got intermittent Wi-Fi at all, and I, not that we have intermittent Wi-Fi, but I don't know what's been going on with it. Um, I've had to reset it up and reinstall it kind of every time. And that's, I, I don't mind if things go out. I have the patience and you can still use the motion sensor or the handle to get water out of the tap. But, you know, with an expensive device like this that folks might be wanting to add to their smart home, if you've got to set it up again every time, I think that's going to be a huge source of frustration for people. Yeah, that's that's not going <laughs> to... I'm getting mad when my Hue lights don't work, much less like that. The uh, that would... Yeah, no, that would not. I Well, I mean, you almost had me talk to me into it last time because I was like, okay, maybe I'll return this $300 one because like, that's super cool because Sarah was complaining. It gets too hot. Like... And, and, mm. and it's, it's, you know, it's got that little control and she couldn't get it just right. And I was like, well, you know, we could get a smart one and just tell it, hey, come on to, to, you know, whatever degrees you want or hand washing temperature, whatever, however you do it. Right. So I seriously thought about it. And then I was like, I don't need to be spending $700 on a faucet. Like, come on. So, yeah. you know, but and that's a serious, like. That's a serious design problem if you, I mean, Wi-Fi goes out all the time. I mean, it just mm-hmm. does, right? I mean, especially for us enthusiasts, Mike, we're always doing stuff to take it down for whatever reason. Or I was just thinking around. that I've, I'm constantly taking my Wi-Fi down for for something. And yeah, that would drive me absolutely insane. Yeah, I just couldn't imagine, Aaron. Well, well Ring uh, devices used to deal with that all the time. If you had any Ring cameras or alarms or doorbells, 
if your Wi-Fi went down, you physically had to go out, climb up, push the button on the device to get it to reconnect and then go into the app and reconnect it. Ring phased that out. They were wisely able to get their software working so that it'll now reconnect on its own. You know, if the Wi-Fi or the power does go out, which is huge. Um, I really feel like that's what Moen needs to do is it needs to teach its device that if there's a bump in the Wi-Fi, that's okay, but figure it out yourself. We can't be climbing under yeah. the sink every time to try they, and fix it. They got to be getting calls like crazy on that, you know? Yeah. Just, like, I'll, I'll um, do a follow-up review on that for okay. folks. Cause okay. I did post the review um, after we'd had it for a few weeks, but I'll definitely update that for more of the YouTube audience as well. Yeah, I would. Oh, God, man, I would, that would, <laughs> I'd lose my mind on that one for sure. I just, it's, I'm getting a little frustrated with the, just the number of devices. And then one, like I said, one goes bad and you're like, okay, what, what, where, you know, we have a ring doorbell that is wired and it was charging the battery just fine for two years. Then I've in, I'm using my, the home assistant dashboard that I built. That's got the battery. You know, it's, it, it shows the battery status of all my ring cams, which is super cool. Oh, and nice. the, the one in the driveway, hundred percent, right? Cause it's got a solar, it's got one of the solar chargers. The other one was picking up power off of something off, off the doorbell or whatever. I, there's a wire that comes up there. And for the last two years has been charging it. It's now down to 18%. And I've been watching it. It has dipped. There's been times it's dipped before and then come back. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Like this is working. So I'm like, oh, crap. Guess what I'm doing this weekend? I'm troubleshooting a freaking doorbell. Like, to get, you know, and I'm going to charge it. And that's not something like my ring doorbell. I don't want to go out and pull the battery out, you know, every two months. And in this case, I think it's going to be every two weeks if I don't figure out mm. how to get this thing charged again. Pull the battery, put it on a charger, find the cable, put it on a charger. Have to remember, oh, yeah, I got to replace that thing for, you know. And um, we and currently it, have no security. Get it, it back, back in. Yeah. And find the, find that screwdriver for it. And you know, all this. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Cause you've, you've reviewed some, some ring, some ring stuff. And I, I just got a bunch of new stuff from them wh- as well to try out. What's, what's coming up. What, what, what did they send you? Uh, I just installed the video doorbell wired, which is just wired. No battery. Yeah. Um, super small, yeah. super slim version. Um, and they also just sent me the video doorbell four, which is the battery. And I think that's battery or wired version two. So I'll do both those reviews. They also sent me one that I'm really excited about. It's the, um, oh gosh, I'm going to get the name wrong. It's a floodlight camera wired. So if you have floodlights somewhere on your property, you can put this device up. It's got two really powerful LED spotlights or floodlights, I guess, um, and a ring camera in the middle. Um, but it does require hard wiring. It's a big unit. It's a big, heavy unit. So we put it up um, outside our garage and Roger's workshop so we can kind of monitor the rear of our property. I just installed that last night. Um, lots of cool customization settings. And it's got some settings where, you know, it won't ping you if a car just drives by. But if it detects a person within your chosen motion range it'll ping you on that so you know if somebody's walking by your garage or whatever and sniffing around you'll know but not every time somebody drives by your house kind of thing 
they've gotten pretty good in the app on that. They've been adding a lot of enhancements. You know, I think once I, th- I thought once they got bought that all that stuff would end and they've actually added some pretty good uh, features to it. One of the things, Mike, I'll ask you, you know, I've been a little hesitant. I was going to put a camera on the backyard, but we spend mm-hmm. so much time out there that it would be constantly going off. And Aaron, this is another one of those things like, do you really have to tell your security camera all the time to stop? You know, then I get, oh, then I get buzzed on my watch. Okay. You, you know, hey, it's picked up motion. Oh, okay. I got to delay that for two hours or four hours or whatever. Or but you can also adjust the motion so that if it's during the daytime or in the afternoon or whenever you might typically be yeah. out in the yard, just to not alert you That's during true. that time frame, like maybe just at night or after, you know, after dark. I, I kind want, of thing. Yeah, like I want it, I bought it to protect me all day. That doesn't mean they do the, mm. those kinds of people don't just come at night, you know? They're, yes, that, that's true. So I don't know, uh, Mike thoughts. Well, so I was, I was so set on um, video camera alerts. And then when I rearranged everything and I've got all my new cameras set up, I turned off every alert for every camera. I don't have any. So nothing alerts me as far as cameras go. Um, and I love it. It does. It, I realized that for me, the alerts aren't going to save me. Like, cause all I'm going to do is question it. What am I going to do? I'm going to open my phone first instead of going and grabbing um, something to help me uh, against the intruder. <laughs> like, I'm going to pick like up my phone. Like a baseball bat? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like a baseball bat. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm going to open up my phone and be looking through this. Hockey and the guy's going to, and the guy's going to be in my face by that time. Right. Like, so like the alerts aren't what's saving me. But what the camera system is doing is it's it's recording for just like what happened to you and me both, Jim, is someone came and broke into our cars in our driveway. And we both got, I got great footage from that, turned it over to the sheriffs. It helped them, right? So for me, like I, I got past this sense of like thinking that the alerts were going to really help me um, when it came to what I want it for is to constantly record and be able to go back and get that footage if something happened after the fact. So yeah. it was a mental shift for me. Cause Jim, I was just like you, mm. I was trying to mess with all that stuff. I was trying to yeah. do the, cause even in the middle of the night, like what's that going to do? The buzz on my phone doesn't wake me up. and I don't want it to, because yeah. most of the time it's a cat that got misidentified as a person. All right. So, and even then the sound of glass crashing or my security alarm actually going off in my house. Like if that guy opens a door, a window smashes glass, that's what I want to wake me up, not some alert from a camera. So it was a mental shift for me that took me a while, but now I love it. I have no alerts from cameras and I have nine. I'm looking at them right now. I'm actually watching my family still play basketball. Uh, they're all outside. So I have nine cameras up and I don't get any alerts from them. And I love it. It's perfect. Aaron, any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on, on camera alerts, those kinds of things? Yeah, I I'm actually now evaluating Mike's strategy because you know, 80 to 90% of the time it's, you know, there's a package getting delivered or a cat in the yard or my husband or I or something. So, yeah, but when it, when it has helped me, um, we have two dogs and we have a fenced yard and from time to time, the guy comes to read the meter and they're supposed to knock on the door and let us know so that we can make sure the dogs are inside. And, you know, I've had the door ajar so the dogs can come and go and I'll get an alert see the meter guy in the backyard and be like, Oh crap, I got to close the door. The dogs are going to go ballistic on him. So it's helped in situations like that, but gosh, like that's twice a year. And I'm, I'm now contemplating for myself the, uh, the wisdom of turning off most of those alerts. Hmm. Yeah. I I agree with you. 
I've had that before because our um, our lawn guy comes do chemicals and he comes eight times a year, and they're supposed to call me the day ahead and I'll block because we have a dog door so my dog has full access to the back and it has happened before where my dog has had that guy pinned in the corner like scared <laughs> and I luckily I was working yeah. from home last year had to go out grab the dog and get him in but um so you're right you know there's are those great opportunities where it does help but I think in my brain I become so sensitized to ignoring those alerts anyway uh, it's just probably someone yes. outside. Uh, it's just a kid walking yeah, or it's just you're, this you're, you're right. so I don't act on him anyway so what's the right. point of me getting annoyed by him I, I get the alerts on my so watch and then it shows me the picture and it's that it, and it's my neighbor coming in, yeah. you know, and he has, I know his schedule because he leaves at six 30 every morning. He's home. That at is the nice part about right? those alerts. Home at four 30 every day. Or, uh, you know, I can hear, I get the alert right as Sarah's pulling in, you know, okay, Sarah's home. Mike, we'll be making dinner. I'll get the ring alert. And I'm like, okay, she's home. Right. I know that. So right. those things are helpful, but I'm, I'm kind of wondering you know, if I did the backyard, maybe I just turn off the alerts to the backyard and, and don't, you know, don't worry about it. It's going to still take, you know, we're out there all the time. I, those would need to be wired. Like I wouldn't want, I definitely don't want those on mm-hmm. batteries because that would just, we would just run those out of town. So or a solar would, panel. We have ours on a solar yeah, panel. Solar and panel and it actually good. holds up quite well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, it's never gone below 95% for me in a day with the solar panel, even in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it faces south. I have a south-facing garage, so it's perfect for that kind of deal. The backyard's not. It's north-facing. It's mm. not a great place to put a solar panel, so I probably need to think about wiring it. You know, That's Mike, a good point. Like, all nine of mine are PoE, so right, all nine right. of mine are being fed by yeah. PoE. No, no batteries, no nothing, so well, I don't worry about it. And that's another thing. Do I really want a ring? Do I really need another ring device back there? Could I just put a PoE camera that... I still have Sighthound licenses that I could use and yeah. set up. Then it's another service, Mike. It's another thing to go wrong. <laughs> oh, how did I, how did I set that thing up? What's the IP address? I'd have to send you an email. How, how did what, we, how did I set that up again? How did I do that? It's, cr- it's crazy. It is just crazy what we do. I mean, I just, it's, is I'm hearing myself talk about it. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, you know? we are we are a bit crazy. We're yeah. we're not your average use case. And we don't even sure. talk about the television yet. Like all the oh, do you have a do you have a Nvidia Shield on it? Am I using Chromecast? Am I using Apple TV? <laughs> what about Roku? How do oh no, I've got Roku's downstairs. We use the Chromecast upstairs. Oh no, I'm Roku's all... fighting with YouTube TV and I can't use my no. main app yeah. or my Roku it's devices. Oh, it's ridiculous. Shake my fist at that for a while. Re- yeah. gosh, shake my fist at it right now. No, we love it. We yeah, exactly. Um, Aaron, what else is coming up for you as you think you, you got anything else uh, folks techgadgetscanada.com what should they be watching for uh, on things coming up? Whoa, what's going what is the you, Is that your oh. hockey? Are you a goalie? No. <laughs> I'm working on some smart beauty technology. Whoa. It's um <laughs> it's an LED mask device that you put over your face. It's got a ton of embedded LED lights in the device. And what you're supposed to do is it looks like a goalie mask or a hockey mask. Yeah, or, it does. That's what I thought it was. Freddie mask, Freddie, Freddie versus Jason mask. Yeah, playing right? hockey. And you just put it on your face for three minutes a day, and it's supposed to help diminish fine lines, uh, deal with skin problems, make your skin look smoother. 
So I've been doing a lot of reading about these LED skincare devices and there's sort of devices you can get that are handheld and, you know, will work on a one or two inch section of your face and you got to move it around your face to get the coverage. So I was reading about these masks and thought, hey, that's kind of a neat idea. I mean, you can just put it on your face, you get the whole face coverage. And I thought, you know, if these work, like, great, who doesn't want to look younger and their skin to look better and everything to be fantastic. So I thought, hey, I'll give that a try. So that was the Dr. Dennis Gross uh, LED face wear device that I am currently reviewing. Wait have minute. to wear so it for L- three minutes every day. LED lights <laughs> diminish lines. Like not, they just, uh, that that's good for your, like that, that, that kind of light is good for your face. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's, that's what they say. That's the doctors, okay. and I'm trying to see if <laughs> I can get it. Like to- never heard that. <laughs> Okay. Um, the, there's different colors of LED lights. I was trying to get it to change. I thought it was maybe like a mood, set. like a seasonal disorder kind of thing. <laughs> oh yeah, it could be. No, there's different colors of LED light are supposed to have different properties for your skin. So uh, red LED light, I think, is supposed to help diminish lines. Um, I think it's blue uh, is supposed to improve acne. Oh, and then there's the, battle of the led devices. What's gonna, Mike got? I'm just going to hold it. I'm going to hold it down here. You got to watch the video <laughs> for this one, but just get my, the, the kids got this I for me. Pull mine closer. I've got two studio lights showing on me without LED. So <laughs> I'll grab those. I'll just a, go sleep with those right above me. At the beginning of the pandemic, they were afraid that I wasn't getting enough sunlight down here. So they bought me mm. one of these, these sunlight panels that you can tune to to various things. Light therapy, I guess, is what it's called. So I love those. We've talked about how much I yeah. love light and different colors yeah. of light. And I think those are great. I think those are fantastic. I, I need to I probably need to use it more. It sits up in a spot that's not easy to turn on. You know, it's back with mm. my wa- my water cut off <laughs> yeah. for the house. <laughs> <laughs> What else? Uh, that, oh, you know, I didn't see the mask coming. I just did not see the lighted mask. Okay. No, nope. right, you'll have to. <laughs> but that'll, uh, I have to use it for it's two a... weeks to see okay. initial results. And then they no. say you're supposed to see best results after 10 weeks. So I'll do the review after two or three weeks and report back. And then I'll keep using it for the 10 and see what happens. Who knows? Does it I could look half my age by the time we. <laughs> Does it By brush the your time teeth we podcast again and brighten them Does at it the brush same time, teeth? is there a is there I like a teeth brushing do. attachment that they you should can... add on the teeth whitening one? That would be a good. Oh, that for that, sure, right? That big device that you had that you just jam in there and it's you know. Just... Oh, that remember brush. that one? I don't know if they're even making that anymore. <laughs> Looked like a sea urchin you just bite down on. It was yeah. like yeah, it was like eating an apple. You just jam the whole yeah. thing in your mouth and, and in a minute, and not even that, a couple seconds, right? Just kind of yeah. Like five seconds, I think. Whatever, it was. and you were done. Oh, but there cool. are more toothbrush reviews coming, Jim. I got oh. Philips fancy, fancy new oh. ninety nine hundred Elite Pro something. It's gray and gold. It wow. looks so sexy. It's, it's like a thousand dollars toothbrush. And <laughs> I don't know how much it can, is. I got you can one. you can talk to it. Um, turn on. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, lady, turn on my toothbrush. <laughs> right. I'm super just, excited to see what this one can do. It only okay. just arrived, so I haven't even like read the manual to see what I'm getting myself and into. But can, I know how much you like toothbrush technology. I do. I do. And and have you been? Um, you, it seems like you've been doing a lot of vacuum cleaners too. You've been doing a lot of the robot vacuum cleaners as well. 
I think I have reviewed all of the major vacuums on the market right now. And that has resulted in a whole bunch more brands that I had never heard of coming out of the woodwork now to say, Hey, you should check out ours too. So, yeah. So I think I've reviewed, I've reviewed all the current iRobot range, the Roombas and the mopping ones. Um, Roborock has a dual vacuum and mopping robot right now, which is actually really cool. It works really well. Um, what else have I reviewed? Neato, Ecovacs. Um, yeah, I mean, every the technology of floor cleaning robots is just are, are the ones it blows that, my mind. Are the ones that mop more expensive than the the vacuums? Generally, they are, but that's kind of because you're getting two devices in one. Like iRobot, yeah. I think was one of the first to come up with the mopping robot, but you have to have both devices. Okay. So you've got to have the vacuum to do the sweeping first, and then you send out the mopping robot. Gotcha. The gotcha. vacuum robot's like a thousand bucks, and the mop is like four or five hundred bucks. So I mean, now they're coming out with two in one devices that will do both. And I want to say those are more in like the eight hundred, nine hundred, a thousand dollar range. So you're saving a bit of cost if you were going to potentially buy two devices. But again, much much like our discussion earlier on yeah. smartphones and cost and technology, this is this is investment technology. Yeah. yeah. Do but you? I love it. Have you had much problems with the with the Vax? Do they work? Do they all work pretty well? Some for what work they're better than others. Okay. Um, I actually did. I don't do re reviews too often, but I really struggled with um, a vacuum. I reviewed. I think it was in January or February. Like could not get it to do anything. It kept getting stuck. It would not map. It got stuck on every transition. It was just like it was not going well. And I just thought that is so weird that a product would work that poorly. And so I actually ended up taking it over to a relative's house, setting it up at her house, getting it all done and just saying like, just tell me what happened. And at her house works perfectly. My house, there was a couple of transitions it didn't like. Mm. There was a sofa that it would get stuck under. And if it would get stuck under that sofa, it was like all bets are off and it would just forget who it was, where it was, and why it existed in the first place. At her place, we have there was none of those issues. So she thinks it is the cat's meow. She loves this mm. vacuum. So I ended up doing a review just to say here are the parameters that you need in your house for this particular robot to function. But, you know, the good news is it works. So some of them do work mm-hmm. better than others. Um, I've found the Ecovax ones are really good. The Roborock ones, I've only recently checked them out. I think I only reviewed the first Roborock device in December. And I was really blown away by how well it works. Um, and then the iRobot devices have been the gold standard for so many years, but their two premium bots, I think are two or three years old now, and they haven't come out with any new technology. So Mm. it's going to be really interesting. Like they're overdue for new, a new robot vacuum and mop lineup. My guess will be they come out with a two in one mop vacuum that also has the dirt disposal bin and everything else. So, um, a lot of people are putting cameras in the robot vacuums now too, to act as a like roving security robot in your house too, which I thought is again both creepy and cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a little creepy. That that part's a little creepy. <laughs> Where's that thing going? Right. 
the uh, and maybe for watch the pets too, right? You know, especially yes, if you could control yeah. it in some way. You know, if you yeah. say say something. I, that probably wouldn't be a bad device if like, you know, you have the alarm on, on the, uh, the Amazon device, get your alarm on and here's glass break, which we actually had that happen. Nobody was breaking in a light bulb had fell out of that. We had some, oh. some fluorescent light bulbs stacked up in the ceiling up here and they just worked their way out somehow and smash. So the alarm oh, wow. went off. It'd be nice to have, um, take, take control over your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> A weird way to do it, but get the joystick. Yep. Say go here, or even on your phone, like just go here and, and turn the camera on and kind of see what yeah. see what it's that Ecovax one I was mentioning. I think it's Ecovax one. Um, does that? You've just you get a joystick as part of the app on your phone, and you can drive it wherever you want to go in the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Run into the cat, and you know, just torture the cat <laughs> during the during the day. Poor cat. I know, poor cats. I I I should probably get I. Kind of thinking about it, you know, it'd be kind of nice. I I do all the vacuuming in the house, and over the last couple months, just I don't know, just haven't been as thrilled to do that. It'd be kind of nice if just a robot would do it for me. I got to stop being so lazy. Aaron, thank you for coming on tonight. Always kind of long show, but lots of great information. Uh, we appreciate you coming out and being a part of the community and all the great stuff that you do. We'll be excited about looking uh, looking forward to some new reviews. If you don't follow Aaron on YouTube, you probably should. What's the easiest way to get to subscribe to your YouTube channel? Head over to youtube.com slash Aaron Lawrence TV. Or if you're already on YouTube, you can search Aaron Lawrence TV. Um, yeah. Like, subscribe, please. Yeah. yeah it's, no, it's <laughs> great. It's a great, um, you know, I get those notifications and then I can know, I know just to go over to watch. I try to be, sometimes I try to be the first one. Uh, to get over there and because you know you can then in the comments you can put first first yes <laughs> and i and i always get a laugh when somebody puts that I and know. i always give them a thumbs up um, or 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 i try to be a try and give it a thumbs up when i can you know be the one Thank one you. of the first ones to do that so aaron we kept you long enough thanks for tell tell roger we're sorry about the divorce <laughs> in, in advance <laughs> You know, that was it so was, funny. It was that was a good laugh, you guys. <laughs> it was good. It was good while it lasted. We'll let you go, and Mike and I will close up the show. So, <laughs> for Aaron, sure. Thanks, thanks for having me again, st guys. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. You Take too. Care, you bet. Bye. Um, couple reminders, kind of, Mike, for for you and I on the way out. Just uh, uh, one is big thanks to Christian for his all the work that he does over at Maple Grove Partners. Of course, secure, reliable, high speed hosting from. People that you know and you trust and you know that's Christian. He keeps the lights on. He keeps the place. Listen, I never have to worry about my hosting. That's not one of the things that goes down or doesn't work or the faucet, the water's not working or the lights won't come on. The lights are always on with Maple Grove Partners. So give it a try. If you need any kind of website, Christian's the guy to get it done. Uh, plans start as little as $10 a month. MapleGrovePartners.com. Um, are you? Are you, is next week, are you out next week? Was that what you were I telling me? I am out next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am out of town next week. Do you want me, Do I should I contact John? Because we have Unraid coming on, and it would probably be two weeks <sighs> before. Know. Should we, I think we, I think we should. 
Yeah. What do you think? Okay. I, I, I was hoping to be on that one, and then it says out of town for work. It was something I could Yeah, no, no. So, no, no, no worries. I yeah. just, it was one of those. I do want to talk to John, though. Henri is yeah. like my favorite topic. Yeah. So, like, dang okay. it. I'll contact him this week and say, hey, can we move it a couple weeks? So we've, yeah. we've had some stuff coming up here. We're on uh, Pod Nuts Pro that we had a uh, big thanks uh, last week. Marvin, uh, Marv came on, Uncle Marv, as we like to call him. Uh, came on. Um, I got some really good reviews on that show. So apparently, bringing on a sysadmin to a show that's listened to by a bunch of sysadmins, it's a pretty good deal. You guys liked them. So appreciate that. If you haven't gone over there, podnutspro.com. I think we're going to be on the 23rd. I think that on his show, I think that's a Wednesday. And uh, Mike and I, will, will that Wednesday work for you? <laughs> we'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got my schedule for work stuff today yeah. for like the next or yesterday, whenever I message you yeah. the no, next no, two weeks. No worries. No worries. So we'll forget. So it. I won't be able to make that one either. Oh, well, okay. I'll, I'll contact. <laughs> You'll I'll, be on that one. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. We are like, anything else that, that, uh, <laughs> any other bad you, you news that Mike me? needs to yeah. deliver? Anything you to, need to tell to me? Jim? Oh, no, no that's thanks. it. <laughs> Did you never replied back to my discord message? I sent you a picture of beer. And oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe sent us some beer. So I'll try to get that over to you. We won't obviously do it for the next couple of weeks. Tim's like, and, well, you just left me for the next two things. So maybe yeah. you don't get any. I don't deserve yeah. any beer this that's, time. That's that's probably true. <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, yeah, uh, Joe sent that over. He's like, you don't have to. And I'm like, no, no. If you send us beer, we're going to make a big deal about it on the show. Oh, yeah. He sent some. He sent a couple new ones that and, and like uh, the, the, the bramble, the blueberry. Is it? No. Raspberry brambles. I have Ooh, I'm down for that. But remember, we got those. We got that. He sent those uh, last time. They were super. Oh, was that the ones he sent last time? Yeah, those were good. Yeah, They're I really think so. Good. I think so. So we got a couple new ones and a box of stuff. I'll have to get it over to you so we can right. we can enjoy it on the show. So Joe, thanks for sending that beer, and we appreciate it. On the outside of the box, it said books. <laughs> Sarah got Sarah got a real kick out of Just that. Just books. Did the, in here. He's like, did the beer come in this box? And she's looking at it. And I'm like, yeah, she says, it says books. I'm like, you got to get it here somehow, right? You know, so it's heavy, that kind of thing, right? So, Joe, thanks for doing that. We we always appreciate ATF, you. ATF, look the other way. This is just books. <laughs> <laughs> These are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, that's, what, that's the line I was looking for right there. Yeah. These are not the droids. Um uh, so Joe, thanks for, uh, thanks for sending that over. We are live every Thursday, sort of, we're going to, there's going to be some sketchy weeks, <laughs> apparently because of Uyghur. Yeah. I there's, know there's going to be some, some sketchy weeks coming up, but, uh, we are live normally every Thursday, 8 PM central nine Eastern out here at the average guy.tv live with this being four ninety three, Mike, we are dangerously close to 500. So I, <sighs> I always hate doing those anniversary shows for, for whatever reason, but 500 is a big deal. Uh, that's like, a big deal. You need to do something for 500. For something. Sure. Yeah, something for 500. Maybe I'll just announce my retirement. We'll be like, I'm it. I'm out. See ya. See Drop ya. the mic. Go listen to Reset. He doesn't like what's up. So we, <laughs> we are like, just, just kidding, Dave. Just kidding. Don't come after my line. Don't come after my line. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, at the average guy. Live. If you're listening live, stay around for a little bit of post show with that. We'll say goodbye.